we're fully into fall now, so it's time to shift gears and talk about horror. Hello, and welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Danielle to recommend some horror books perfect for beginners. But of course, veterans of the genre are sure to enjoy these books as well. During October, I feel like readers who don't normally read horror or are looking for recommendations like the ones that we'll be sharing in today's episode. If you're looking for something cozy, we have it. If you want something on the more spooky side of things, we have that too. Hi, my name is Danielle. Um, online, I'm, I go by Danielle's Books, and I pretty much read horror and thrillers for the most part. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's Danielle's Books, and um, my husband and I do a podcast. It's called Books and Stuff Podcast, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you because like you definitely read more horror than me. I feel like you've been reading it for longer than me. I still consider myself like new to the genre. So I feel like mine are like more beginner <laughs> books and yours are like maybe, you know, like more veteran. I don't know, but we'll see how it goes. But before we share our book recommendations, I'd like to know what you're currently reading and what your last five-star read was. If you have either of those, you might not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually just finished a book um, today. So I guess instead of what I'm currently reading, I can talk, or uh, maybe I'll talk about what I'm reading next. And I'm planning to read Dead Leaves by Keelan Patrick Burke. It's um, like a short story collection um, all around like fall. And so I thought it was going to be the perfect read next. Um, and then for my last five star read, technically it's a 4.5, but I rounded it up. So I'm going to count it. Um, and that was Everyone Here is Lying by Sherry Lapina which is a new release thriller. Um, it's about like a husband who's having an affair and um, his daughter kind of knew about it and she wound up going missing a few hours later after the two of them had an altercation. And it's kind of a neighborhood drama and it's very Sherry Lapina if you've ever read any of her books and I really enjoyed it, so... That's... And you and Zach did like a whole book discussion of that book on your podcast recently. Yeah. We so did. if they want more in-depth thoughts, they can <laughs> definitely go check out that episode. Yeah. Um, support my podcast by joining Patreon, a subscription-based platform where I share extra content and host fun events from bonus episodes and readathons to movies and craft nights. There's always something to look forward to. Click the link in the show notes for more details. Now, before we jump into all of our recommendations, I just want to give a little bit of background. Two years ago, Marcy from Marcy Reads on YouTube was on the podcast and we shared a list of 20 horror book recommendations as we discussed the different subgenres of horror. I learned a lot in that episode and that began my deep dive into horror to see what type of horror would work for me. Um, Danielle and I are not going to be getting into that today. So like if you're wondering about the subgenres and stuff, I'm going to link that episode in the show notes. Um, if you want to listen to that for more context and recommendations. And I also want to make it clear that I didn't set any parameters for these recommendations. I was just like, you know, horror for beginners go. So these books are solely ones we individually think 
make good books for beginners. So the ones that Danielle is going to recommend, she recommends for beginners. The ones I'm recommending, I'm recommending for beginners. Some of mine are darker in themes and context than others. Um, so if it sounds like something good to you, I would maybe just do a little bit of better extra research on your side to see if you truly think it would be a good match. With that being said, why don't you kick us off with your first recommendation, Danielle? Okay, so the way that I went about this was I kind of chose different like categories of horror. So my first two recommendations are going to be YA horror because if you're a beginner, maybe that's somewhere that you would want to start because YA horror definitely can get spooky and scary if you if that's what you're looking for or if you're just wanting like a good fun horror then um again, YA horror could definitely be the place to start. So my first one is You're Not Supposed to Die Tonight by Kaylin Bayron. I hope that's how you say uh, their name. Um, this is a new release. It follows a group of teens who run a camp that is a terror simulation experience. It's inspired by a movie that was shot several years prior, and they recreated some scenes from the movie. Charity is the main girl you're following as she's the manager of the camp, but also plays the final girl in the game. It's the final weekend camp is open, which is usually everyone's favorite weekend. But when some sketchy things start happening, the crew starts to look into the lore of the movie and the history of the campgrounds uh, they operate on. And it kind of goes creepy from there. People start disappearing and a friend shows up dead and it's a full on fight for survival. So... Um, I highly recommend it, and it's actually the book I just finished. Um, I've just finished it this month, so. Yeah, it is a really good recommendation. I actually read this over the summer during jury duty, so it's very much <laughs> solidified in my mind. While I was sitting there waiting, doing nothing, I read this book. Um, it was so fun because I do yeah. love, like, slashers, and it has, like, that vibe with the final girl yeah. and stuff like that. So I felt like this was a really good recommendation. Yeah. Um, okay, my first recommendation has to be the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix, um, because it's one of my favorites. And I know it's what got me on my Grady Hendrix kick. As someone that prefers shorter books, I was a little intimidated by the size. It's like 400 plus pages. But I still managed to read the whole thing in one day. That's how you know I was obsessed. Um, the mix of horror elements with Hendrix's signature comedic style worked so well in the story. It's set in the 90s and it's about a woman's book club that must protect the neighborhood from a mysterious yet handsome neighbor who turns out to be a vampire. It's very 90s suburban housewife vibes and there are some scenes that will make your skin crawl. There's gore, rodents, and bugs, and of course a vampire. So perfect for the season. That's one that I haven't read by um, Grady Hendrix yet but I really want to um, and I guess that can transition into my next pick. I also picked a Grady Hendrix for this list. I chose Horror Store, which basically it's a haunted uh, house story, but set at an Ikea style store. This store is Orsk and everybody or in every day, the employees are noticing more and more sketchy things. Not right with the merchandise. There's shattered glass. There's broken furniture, um, etc. So some of the crew pulls an overnight shift to see if they can see what's going on or more so what's going wrong. Um, I loved this one a lot. It was one of the first horror books I actually started with too. 
Uh, Grady Hendrix had a lot of fun with this one, you could tell. And the physical copy is really cool too because it's kind of laid out like an Ikea catalog. Um, and this one's not too scary. Uh, this is more of like a fun uh, horror read. So I think it'd be great for beginners. Yeah, I love the way it's laid out. It's on my TBR. So I'm really excited when you <laughs> recommend, whenever someone comes on and they recommend a book that's on my TBR, it makes me that much more excited to read it. So I'm like, yay! <laughs> um, okay, my next recommendation is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by Ian read and this is a love it or hate it recommendation I personally loved this one even though you're sort of confused in the beginning of the book but I promise at some point it all comes together and it's gonna blow your mind I highly recommend the audiobook because it makes certain reveals and stuff like that much better tons of readers say that they've read the book multiple times because after you know what's going on you have to go back and reread it with that knowledge there is an adaptation but I've heard it's horrible I don't know personally I just decided to skip it so maybe stick with the book in this case um, I think it's better like going into the book without a blurb or without reading the synopsis honestly but I'll share how it begins Jake and his girlfriend are driving through a snowstorm at night to his parents farm Jake is planning on finally introducing her to his parents and she is planning on ending things that's all I want to say <laughs> This is a really, really good recommendation. It's a lot of fun, and I agree. You should definitely listen to the audiobook if you're going to choose this one um, because the audiobook experience was just so well done. My next one, like I said, I had another YA book, and this one is Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar. This is a little bit more of a popular pick, um, and this one, it follows Quinn, who moves to the town of Kettle Springs, for her senior year and stumbles into this friend group who loves to pull off pranks. They all end up in detention. And so that's where the whole friendship begins. Um, the crew plans their biggest prank of all set for the town's founders day and things don't go quite as planned. Um, I recommend this one as a great place to start for a good slasher as there were definitely quite a bit of kills. It's easy to read and easy to get into. So I highly recommend it. Okay. My next recommendation is I feel like Maureen Kilmer kind of feels a little bit like Grady Hendrix to me. So I'm talking about Suburban Hell by Maureen Kilmer. And it actually made me laugh out loud. The writing, like I said, reminded me of Grady Hendrix. And that's high praise. Um, we're also back in the suburbs. And I suppose I do love that setting. I mean, I like domestic thrillers. So maybe that's just my domestic thrillers coming out. Um, but if you're not into like super bloody or spooky, but you still want to try out horror, this one might be a good fit. It's considered comedic horror. Um, this one follows a woman named Amy and her friends, Melissa and Jess, as they battle with their friend Liz's unexpected demonic possession. It's a classic. I'll never forget some scenes from that book where I was laughing so hard. This is one that I haven't gotten to yet, but I really want to because I think it's set. Is it set in Chicago? I don't remember where it's set. Possibly. Yeah. I think I remember being set in the suburbs of Chicago and I was like, oh, that's fun because that's where I'm from. So this is definitely one that's on my TBR. All right. So my next pick now I'm going to go into more of like horror novellas because I am a sucker for a horror novella and I think another great place to start for beginners would be a short horror book. And so the first one I have is We Need to Do Something by Max Booth III. Um, this is one of my favorite ones that I've ever read. We're following a dysfunctional family who gets stuck in their bathroom during a tornado warning. 
honestly, that's really all you need to know beca uh, before going into this. I think as little you know is for the better. The entirety of this book is set in the bathroom with this family that doesn't get along. They all hold secrets and things just get crazy by the end of the book. I loved this one um, and I think this one would work for beginners because like I said you're stuck in one place with the same characters the whole time so there's not a whole lot to piece together beyond that. You're just watching their descent into madness and chaos so it's a really fun time. I agree with you about novellas. I didn't even think about that, but that is like a perfect, you know, thing to read because if you're not liking it, it's over really quick. Yeah, <laughs> so you exactly. Can just move on to something else. And I haven't read this one, but it sounds so good. We love someone getting trapped in a bathroom during a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is a little bit darker. So it's The Butterfly Garden by Dot Hutchinson. And it really scratched that thriller itch for me. Some of the scenes are still vividly playing on repeat in my head three years later. Um, so readers beware. If you read thrillers and don't mind some darker themes and topics, this one will be a good one to pick up. Basically, a man is kidnapping young women and turning them into beautiful butterflies for his garden. These women are trapped and living together in his twisted garden. And now that the garden has been discovered, FBI agents Victor and Brandon are tasked with piecing together one of the most stomach-churning cases of their careers. Maya may be the key to unlocking the mystery of the gardener, but Maya is a puzzle herself. Her story twists and turns, slowly shedding a light on life in the butterfly garden, revealing old grudges, new saviors, and horrific tales of a man who would go to any length to hold beauty captive. Now, this is a first book in a series. I've only read the first book, and I hear the first book is the best. So I think I'm just going to read it as a standalone, which you can do too. And I thought it was really creepy and good. I've heard really good things about this one. This is one that I haven't read yet, but um, again, this one's also on my TBR, so I'll have to get to it hopefully this spooky season. My next one is Sour Candy by Keelan Patrick Burke. I think Keelan Patrick Burke is a great place to start because um, he has a lot of horror novellas, and so you can kind of just handpick where you want to begin with him, and I think you probably can't go wrong. Um, but this one, you're following Phil, who's living his best life with his girlfriend when things take a wild turn when she sends him to the grocery store to get some candy to bring home for movie night. A young boy is screaming in the store, and little does Phil know this boy is about to change his life for the worse. This is a novella that packs a massive punch in its 70-page count. Uh, this is one of my favorite horror novellas I've ever read. And again, I think it's a great place to start in the horror space. And Keelan Patrick Burke is an author I always want to come back to. So I highly recommend this one as well. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was only 70 pages. I've seen it around, you know, but I've never, I, number one, I didn't know what it was about. And I just was like, I have so many other books on my TBR. I'm not going to research this one, but now I'm hooked and I need this. Okay. My next recommendation is one of my favorites. It is, I have read all of Rachel Harrison's stuff now, and this is my favorite. It's Such Sharp Teeth by Rachel Harrison. And it's also the first book I ever read by her. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, started with this one and then went back to her old stuff and I've read Black Sheep. So, but Rachel Harrison is known for cozy horror. I've read, you know, several books by her 
and this was my favorite. So if you like monster stories, sister stories, body horror, romance, humor, this book has it all. I was blown away by her writing and her ability to convey raw emotions, her pitch perfect dialogue and wry humor. It's full of messy characters who don't exactly know what they're doing or what they want and yet they keep moving forward. Rory returns to her hometown to help her twin sister, Scarlett. This temporary move puts her back in contact with her mother, who refuses to accept the abuse Rory experienced as a child, and with Ian Pedretti, an old friend from high school who has always had a crush on her. Rory has other problems, though. One night, she is bitten by a mysterious creature, which then turns her into a werewolf, complete with super strength and skin-slothing transformations during the full moon. She hides her transformation from everyone, slowly trying and failing to figure things out for herself. As time goes on and things intensify, she starts revealing things to those she loves, but it obviously is not an easy conversation to have. Imagine your sister coming up to you saying that they're a werewolf. I absolutely adored the sister relationship between Rory and Scarlett. They had some great friendships with Ashley and Mia as well. Friendship stories are always some of my favorites. Rory's backstory was difficult to read, but Harrison used humor to help combat those darker conversations and themes. It also had some really gross moments too. I mean, we're talking about a werewolf and their cravings for meat, specifically animals, and I'm a vegetarian, so it was terrifying for me like eek um not only do I think it's a great monster read but the deeper story about growth and change really worked quite well this one sounds really good um, I've only read one book by Rachel Harrison but I feel like this is like the time of year where she's very trendy as an author um like around spooky season I know that a lot of her books get recommended often um and this is definitely one that I want to read by her too the only one other one that I read was The Return which was really good so Good pick. My next one is my last horror novella recommendation. And this one is a little bit different. This one is called Shockwaves by Matt Kurtz. This is a creature feature set in the 80s at an amusement park. So talk about a great setup and atmosphere. This one follows a group of teens who all work at this park and there's a storm on its way. So everyone is excited the park might close early. Specifically Danny, who's our main character. And he is looking to patch things up with his girlfriend, who just told him before work she's pregnant and he didn't handle the, the news the way um, he wished he would have. So, well, not only is there a storm incoming, but the construction site across the street explodes and unleashes tons of creepy crawlies and chaos ensues. This is going to be one of my top books of the year and it was just really fun and a good spooky time. Matt Kurtz is two for two for me and a really underrated author when it comes to short horror books. And like I said, the atmosphere for this one was just perfect. Um, and it's set in the 80s at an amusement park. Like, I think you can't go wrong with that. So two of my favorite things, 80s amusement park. I'm there. <laughs> Sign me up. For sure. All right, my last recommendation today is going to be, this is really different from everything else that I have talked about, um, but it's the Saturday Night Ghost Club by Craig Davidson. 
Um, and this one is really special to me because I think I read it at the perfect time and it's emotional and also wholesome, but I just need y'all to read it and trust me. <laughs> I also think it's, like I said, it's the least creepy, the least scary, the least spooky of my book recommendations. So if you're looking for something that's like horror, but it's also like not too scary, this is the one. So if you're a scaredy cat, go for this one. It has a nostalgic vibe to it and it's been compared to Stranger Things, but I don't know if I really agree with that comparison, but if that's what it takes for you to pick it up. <laughs> um, it's set in Niagara Falls during the 1980s and we follow a boy and his relationship with his uncle. Jake doesn't have any friends his own age, but he is fairly close to his uncle Cal. Cal runs an oddity shop and is quick to offer up urgent urban legends for Jake to explore. So begins the Saturday Night Ghost Club. Jake's world expands a bit when two siblings move into the neighborhood and they join in on the ghost club happenings. As the summer goes on, what begins as a seemingly lighthearted project may ultimately uncover more than any of its members had imagined. With the alternating warmth and sadness of the best coming-of-age stories, the Saturday Night Ghost Club examines the haunting, mutality of memory and storytelling, as well as the experiences that form the people we become. I fell in love with the relationship between Jake and his uncle. I was just like, oh, love this. I completely agree. I actually was going to put this on my recommendation uh, list, but then obviously you sent me yours first. And so I totally <laughs> stand by this recommendation. I'm not one who really rereads books ever, but this is actually one that I did reread because kind of like you said, it just hit me at the perfect time when I read it the first time. And so it's always one that I'm like itching to go back to. So Yay. I definitely agree with that pick. <laughs> my last one is The Shining by Stephen King. If you're someone who knows me or my husband, you know I had to pick a King book to end off with. While I haven't read nearly as many as him, this is by far my favorite I've read from King. Um, I don't think I need to pitch this one too hard, so I'm going to keep it as brief as can be. Jack Torrance takes a job as the winter caretaker for the Overlook Hotel, this is a haunted hotel, an isolated setting horror book, and those two things combine for two of my favorite tropes. Personally, um, you watch this family's descent into madness and see how much of a hold this hotel has over Jake, and it's just a wild ride, um, but an enjoyable journey and a great place to start with King. It's a little bit longer. Um, it's like a, right around the 500 page mark, which is maybe a little bit long for like your uh, first book going into horror, but I think that um, it flies by and it's just, it's a good one. So I highly recommend this one as well. I'm embarrassed to say, no, I have not read the book, <laughs> nor have I seen the movie. <laughs> wow, that's shocking. <laughs> Danielle's jaw just literally dropped y'all. <laughs> I know I have escaped this movie and I literally have no idea of the plot. Like, I mean, you just pitched it to me, but I had like the twists and turns that the story takes. No clue. No wow. clue. I've seen people dress up as characters from this before. I know there's like another book that kind of has these characters or something. No yeah. clue what it's about. Like, I am so clueless. And I'm like, I this is for beginners, y'all. <laughs> this is on our list for beginners. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I feel like this is, cla like, everybody loves The Shining. That reads King. I'll say that. That reads Stephen King. 
Um, everybody loves this one. So I think I need to fix that. <laughs> I think also, what, have you read Pet Cemetery? I have not. I've heard that one is very scary. So I'm a little intimidated by that one. Um, but yes, no, I have not read that. I think I've only read like Okay, three good. King Me books. either. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this going to be another one that she's read that I have not read? Oh, my goodness. No, you're safe. <laughs> okay, good. Yay. <laughs> so that wraps up this episode on Horror for Beginners. Thanks for joining me today, Danielle. This was so much fun. Definitely encouraging me to pick up books that are on my TBR that, you know, I have to read. Yeah, same. Um, you definitely recommended some books that I'm interested in as well. And thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course. Talk Bookish to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, and literary topics galore. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to tag at Talk Bookish Podcast and your listening selfies and stories on Instagram. The link for Patreon is in the show notes along with Danielle's social media. Until next time, happy reading. 